Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to AI Audible, the new narrated article podcast from the Anfield Index podcast channel. Liverpool's 50 Million Managers by Tom Holmes. Has Jurgen Klopp finally started to get the hang of rotation? Or is this another false dawn? Against Chelsea, both Roberto Firmino and Sadio Mane were rested, as Klopp made some big changes from the side that drew at Sevilla. Then against Stoke, Klopp left Phil Coutinho and Mo Salah out of the starting lineup. There has also been rotation in midfield, as Henderson, Wijnaldum and Milner were rotated whilst Emre Chan suffered a niggling injury. With Chan returning, both Henderson and Milner were dropped to the bench against Stoke. This after Klopp played the same front six against Sevilla and Southampton, earning consternation from Liverpool fans, frustrated that there was no space for Oxlade-Chamberlain, Sturridge or Chan, with the team desperately needing rotation in order to avoid injuries. So how has the fan base reacted now that Klopp has rotated for a couple of matches? I'll give you a guess. With Liverpool's results this season having been mixed... The best description of the Reds' performance so far this season is okay in my book. Not good, but not especially bad either. The pressure is starting to mount and clop, and as a result, every single decision is being put under a microscope. Every team selection is being challenged, every tactical decision is being questioned, and every single substitution or lack thereof is being ridiculed. Now, I would be incredibly hypocritical if I criticised every aspect of backseat managing. Every Liverpool fan has their own ideas on what the team should be, what Klopp should do and when he should do it. And to a lot of them, it's inherently obvious what should be done when. I, like most others, would play certain players more often than Klopp does, and others less. And I like to say what I think the lineup before every game should be. Against Stoke, for example, I was pretty similar to Klopp, but would have used more full-back rotation and started Sturridge instead of Solanke. The problem comes when things start to go wrong, and suddenly, backseat managing becomes the overriding principle of a fan base. When Liverpool throw away a three-goal lead against Sevilla, it's obvious that Klopp should have made two changes at half-time. When we concede a fluke goal against Chelsea, it's obvious that Klopp should have made changes before that goal went in. None of this, of course, is to undermine the people's right to their opinion and their right to express that on social media, nor is it intended to suggest that intelligent discourse about Klopp's mistakes in certain situations is to be discouraged. 
A lot of people put a lot of time and effort into analyzing Liverpool's performances, particularly on this website, and it would be wholly unfair to tar them with the same brush as someone who sees Jordan Henderson starting and screams at the void before the game is even kicked off. What I'm trying to get at is that backseat managing, whilst it's a part of the game and certainly a part of being a supporter, needs to stop being people's default response to a difficult game. It's human nature to look at a game where things didn't go perfectly and instinctively point out how you would have fixed it. But the hypercritical nature of Liverpool's fan base at the moment is creating an arrogant and at times toxic atmosphere. Tactical discussions, questions over whether Klopp uses his substitutes quickly enough or effectively enough, and questions over rotational policies are all extremely valid parts of fandom discourse. But if your immediate reaction to every single aspect of Liverpool is to invent a perfect scenario and moan Klopp didn't play it out, then you're not going to have very much fun. There are clear areas where Klopp can improve. Rotation is one of them, and you can never please everyone. Yet whining every time Klopp does rotate is simply not the answer. Tactically, I think there are questions to answer, but if you are pushing for a complete tactical overhaul of Klopp's system, ideas and philosophy then I wonder whether you really want Jurgen Klopp as your manager at all. And in terms of subs, well, that's an issue I feel differently to in comparison to a lot of this fan base. But equally, I can see it's a problem. Personally, I feel that there's been a massive overreaction to Klopp's reluctance to use the bench, especially because from a tactical point of view, I don't think subs are necessary. However, I do recognise that Liverpool's inability and unwillingness to influence games from the bench is an issue. And when you play as high intensity as Klopp does, giving players 60 or 70 minutes instead of 80 or 90 can reduce flagging. However, the point is that whether or not you think Klopp has a problem with making subs, that doesn't make you instantly right every time Klopp doesn't make a sub and Liverpool concede. Nor does it mean that pointing out that Klopp has an issue with subs every time a result doesn't go our way, even when it does, is the right attitude to take. The crux of the issue is that right now, Liverpool are struggling slightly, and as a result, the backseat managing has kicked into overdrive. And whilst there are valid questions to raise, they tend to get lost amongst the constant shouting and people criticising Klopp along the same lines without adding anything new to the debate. No, we aren't going to play three at the back. Yes, Klopp's rotational policy isn't perfect, but it's getting better. No, just because you would have brought Ox on 20 minutes ago doesn't make Klopp wrong. Just all chill out and enjoy the game a bit more. Please? Up the Reds. Fairly impassioned plea there from Tom to uh, the more extreme members of the fan base, and we uh, <laughs> we either know them or virtually or in reality, uh, they are people who seem to be obsessed with "I told you so." It's people who seem to be obsessed with pointing out the reasons why everything has gone to hell. And you know, it's hard to find things about being alive right now that are beautiful. So I can understand that sort of uh, melodramatic attitude. I can understand that sort of inclination towards misanthropy and darkness and gloom, but God, lads, this is football. And I can speak personally about how if you have stuff in your life that seems pretty bloody important, you know, real life issues that can hurt you on a daily basis, that can cause problems for you on a daily basis, that can make you think about everything, you know, 
your position in the world on a daily basis, surely to hell football should be good. Surely football should be something that is at least a potential source of joy. And I look at Mo Salah with his little smiley face and he is a source of joy. I look at Sadio Mane jinking around people and getting kind of spiky with Jurgen Klopp on the sideline. It's a source of joy. Football, Liverpool, has always been a source of joy for me. And despite the fact that I may be, you know, compared to some of you people listening, old school, old, just old, <laughs> you know, in comparison, uh, I have to say that some younger fans that I know, they, they, they disappoint me immensely with the fact that they're so sepulchral, so gloomy, so dark. This is fun. Football is fun. You listen to the words of any of our managers, uh, the real leaders in the past, and the way they described the game, it was just beautifully simple. Beautifully, beautifully simple. And if things are not going right, you can have a moan. You're dead right. Have a moan. Yeah, absolutely. Use football as a conduit to vent some spleen. Get it out of you. You're dead right. Do it. I know during the game, during the 90 minutes, I shout some terrible things I would hope nobody, especially not my mammy, would ever hear. But in the bigger picture, when you consider yourself as a fan, this daily discourse of gloom, what is wrong with you? Why are you doing it? Stop doing it. Go and find a thing that you enjoy. For the love of your chosen deity, go and find a thing that you enjoy. It could be darning socks. It could be making gardens. It could be finding members of the opposite or same sex that you really like and doing things to them. Just go and do it. Just be happy. Why tether yourself to the horror that is Liverpool for you? Because for me, it's a beautiful thing. And like I said again, Mo Salah, just enjoy it. Also, AI Pro. Uh, I am in no way contractually obliged to mention this, but I want to mention it because I've seen people working really hard on a daily basis. I spent a lot of this week queuing up for stuff that I'd rather not be queuing up for and distracting myself with the wonderful pods that have been made by people on AI Pro. And you can get a seven-day free trial. It's like the Netflix model. You just dip in, mess about, see if you like it, do what you want to do, enjoy everything that's there if you want, use up the entire back catalogue if you want, and then you can say yay or nay, and I would be willing to bet that you will say yay, because this is some of the best fan-based podcasting that will ever be done. I'm not talking about previously, I'm not talking about the future, I'm talking about the entirety of things. We have something here, right now, with this collection of humans doing their collection of talking into microphones and it's bloody wonderful and i'm so proud to be part of it and people will talk about it in the future they will it's just ridiculous what we've got going on here and even if uh, it takes some time for people to cotton on to this fact i will be so happy to continue to be part of it because it's just wonderful i will encourage you give the seven day free trial a go sign up if you like it i'll be amazed if you don't Thank you for listening to AI Audible. You can read this episode's article along with many others on AnfieldIndex.com. You can download our AI channel app on iOS and Android. And you can find all our AI Audible episodes on Twitter at AI Audible and on AnfieldIndex.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.